Get your gear ready. This is a Sherpa's Guide to Innovation. Welcome to A Sherpa's Guide to Innovation, a podcast dedicated to guiding you along your innovation expedition. This is Ben Tingey, your host. Today is going to be a fun, fun episode. Um, on this podcast, we have covered topics such as disruptive innovation, jobs to be done theory, human-centered design, and other innovation theories and methodologies and tools. Today, we're going to be talking about something that might surprise you, improv and how it connects to innovation. And this could become a theme that we talk about more often. Um, with me in the studio is none other than our very own Jay Gerhardt. Welcome, Jay. Ben, how are you? <laughs> you know, this um, is this is like the old days, you know, <laughs> way back when in the day in episode four, talking Mayo Transform, all the way back, all oh, those episodes. So, so long ago. It's been been months. I'm glad to be here in the studio with you, Jay, to talk about improv. So, Jay, why improv? As I mentioned before, this is a podcast where we talk about theories and methodologies and and applying innovation to your your very serious work to improve the world. Why improv? Well, no, it's not what we expected. It's not what we drew up at the, the beginning of the, the podcast season, but hopefully it will be interesting. And I was thinking back, you know, where did this start? Where did the seed get planted? And I went back to my iPhone because I, I realized I had a note on there. And it was September 24th, 2016. My <laughs> wife and I were on our second trip to Chicago on vacation. Our prior trip, we had gone to Second City and actually actually seen a show. Can't remember the year, but what I remember, it was fantastic. The late, great Harold Ramis was actually sitting oh, in the yeah. back of the main stage watching the show. And they had an alumni show in the third act. And it was it was terrific. It was really good stuff. And the problem is we couldn't get a ticket on our second trip. So we did uh, what they have these old town Chicago neighborhood walks, and they're hosted by a teacher, trainer, or performer at the Second City. So they give you wow. history of the neighborhood, but more particularly Second City, and they tell you a little bit, bit about improv. So she gave us the three rules or three of the rules uh, of improv, and I kind of typed them in my phone, which is why I could remember the date and everything. So it was, it was don't deny, yes and, and play to the height of your intelligence. And I didn't really think about those that much in, in the, the later days, although yes and is, is the classic mm -hmm. role that folks know and that stuck. And I think we, we've actually used that in innovation in the strategic services group a bit. I'm not quite sure. Uh, it didn't originate from me. I know Gene has used it. We have used yes and in a, in a leadership meeting, but you know, that's about it. So fast forward to this fall when uh, we have my wife and I had our anniversary and my wife has been into giving us experiences rather than things. And so what a millennial thing to do. <laughs> well, I know it's like young at heart, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, I open up the package and there's this sheet saying there's a three day immersion class wow. at Second City. And I'm like, Oh, my God. I mean, the first feeling was fear and bewilderment <laughs> because 
I had mentioned it might be good to do some improv like with our IE group. It's a small team. Do it as team building. Yeah, that sort already of thing. high trust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that would be something to do. So, you know, she goes and like totally throws me in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> I'm like, honey, are you going to do this with me? I'm a little scared. But kind of got over that quickly and realized it was a terrific idea. And I really thank her for it because it was really the right thing at the right time at the right place. Yeah. Dee wisdom. So you go to this class uh, at Second City. Tell me about the class. Uh, did it meet your expectations? Were there any surprises? What was your experience like? Meet my expectations. Well, given that I can't stop talking, tweeting, writing, <laughs> writing. <laughs> anything about Jay's it. Jay's medium yeah. is, is blown up right now with improv articles. Uh, yeah, I think it definitely met my expectations. It, it was a little hard to know what to expect. I think I learned enough to have some sense of what exercises might be like. I knew it was about getting out of the comfort zone. I knew it was about teamwork that sort of thing. But it's still, there were still surprises. It exceeded the expectations. It was incredible. I think there are a few things that surprised me. One was actually a small thing. It didn't seem small at the time, but as people were filing in, we had a group of 10 and I realized once everyone was there, I'm the only dude in the room. (laughs) Like, is this going to work? Is this weird? And the funny thing is we reflected on it the last day. It's like, after I joked about it a couple of times, never came up. Didn't matter because huh. it, you know, the genders, you know, I was playing women, they were playing guys. It really didn't matter. And it was, I kind of wondered who was going to be there. Is it an aspiring comedians? Is it, you know, people like me more at a middle stage of their life? And it was all that and in between. It was all, all sort of different people. And I think The second thing that was surprising based upon that was how quickly the trust formed. And Hmm. I have no clue if all improv classes are like this or not, but our class just gelled and clicked quickly. It's kind of like, how do you get 10 people from different parts of the country together? And in 60 to 90 minutes, they completely trust each other. They have each other's back. It's all really authentic. So... That, that was the second surprise. And I guess the third one was I knew it was about teamwork. You know, people would say to me, um, people at work would be like, well, Jay, we're ready for your stand-up routine when you get back. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, that that's kind of an honest mistake because that's what people think. But improv sketch comedy is really – totally about the ensemble. It's about the team. And I was really surprised how some of the exercises, you start out with some really silly physical exercises that seem kind of meaningless, but they have so much more meaning in them than you would expect. Could you give an example? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you one. There's one, it's a very classic, basic improv game. It's called Red Ball. Great podcast. People are saying, yeah, this is going to look good on a podcast. So for our I'm, listeners, Jay is holding his hand aloft like he's holding the skull in a, Hamlet. A, yeah. <laughs> but it's a red ball. And I'll show it to you and I'll, and I'll present it to you, red ball. And I'll toss it to you. And I catch it. And I just made the motion with my hand that I caught it. And you'll say red ball. Red Thank ball. you. Thank you. So I have offered, you have accepted and then you'll find somebody else turn and do the same thing. So first it's about offer and acceptance, which is a big thing on uh, about improv. But then the game gets more complicated. So you do that around the circle for a while, and then you add 
maybe green ball. Green ball's very heavy, you know, so you got green ball, and that goes around part of the circle. And then maybe purple ball, which is a little tiny ball that moves really fast. And who knows, you might throw other things, or you might throw puppies or whatever <laughs> around the circle. And you go around, it starts to get confusing. So it builds... It builds physical comedy. They call it object work because, as the teacher joked, we don't call ourselves mimes. We're improvisers. It's <laughs> object work. So <laughs> you, you do your physical object work, but it's also about being very open and observant because as all this is happening and there's several balls or objects going around the circle, you need to start looking around because if you're holding green ball and it's heavy – and no one's looking to you and open to receive, then things break down. Yeah. So it teaches you about the ensemble and the team and, and how to how to be open and receive yeah. with others. I like that because you can't take the ball. Someone has to offer it to you, and then you have to receive it. And with improv, that's that's the dynamic that has to happen in the interactions as you're as you're doing it. Is you can't jump on top of each other and and one up each other or or step in, yep. it has to be this balance of give and take. And yeah, yeah, and, uh, it's uh, that's not the right way to say it, but no, no, you're right. It, it's about being in the moment. The last thing I'll point out on, on this question is um, on the on the plane ride on the way back, uh, I was reading Yes And by Kelly Leonard of Second City Works, and they talked about ensemble versus team. And you know, I just gotten out of this experience. And they use the word ensemble because team denotes competitiveness. Sometimes there's team leaders, whereas an ensemble, you know, anyone might be stepping up. And it, it's very fluid and you've got to act together. And it's like the very next week I was in a meeting with actually a room full of healthcare executives talking about something where there's kind of concern, well, who's going to have the lead on these things? And I brought up the idea of ensemble. And it like resonated to the room. I'm like, whoa, this is this improv class is working. You know? awesome. It was cool. What was hard about the class? Uh, where did you struggle? It all went pretty well, but but there were a couple of points I struggled, sure. and I wrote about this as well. I, you know, I'm naturally introverted, the INTJ mastermind architect personality type. So I'm a planner. That's most of my career is doing planning. So being overly analytical. Uh, trying to plan things out, the fear of failure. There were a couple of exercises where that tripped me up. There were exercises that there was structure, but you had more the option of when to jump in. There was a, a game called freeze where a scene goes and you decide where to jump in and take the scene in a different direction. Another one was hot spot where you get in a circle and you go to the middle and sing a song. You know how I love to sing. So I'm trying to think. I'm racking my brain. What do I do? What do I do? And I stall. And I finally jumped in at different points. But that's where it was hard because I was thinking. In improv, you need to not think, not plan. And what I realized is I should have just gotten in the circle. And just uh, our teacher said, just sing the ABCs. Just do something. Act. That's tough. And that was a learning. So I was able to mm -hmm. take that away. So obviously, we're a podcast about innovation. It's in our title. 
Flesh out the linkages a little bit more between innovation and improv. What have you found to be some of the connections? Yeah, there, there's a ton. Yeah, I've been reading and digesting a ton since I got back. And what we're talking about, what I've been writing about, it's not new. I haven't like uncovered some big hidden pearl of wisdom. There's a lot of innovation consulting firms out there I'm finding. That, that do improv? and their... yeah, That build it in, into wow. their practice, which is really cool. One, one guy, Austin Meyer, collective capital. I think they're out of Stanford and they built in the design thinking. And he wrote something that was really cool. I do believe design thinking is a mindset that you can adopt, but we think about it often as tools and processes. And improv is a way to build the creative mindset into it. Mm. It's, again, the offer and, and acceptance, the empathy, the listening, getting over fear, fear and failure, because it's easy to learn the tools and prototyping and say, oh, we're going to fail and fail fast. How do you do that? If you don't practice it and you don't have behaviors, how do you do that? And improv gives you a way to practice doing that, which I think is cool. And there's just some other consulting firms out there, Mind Hatch, Thrive, are really interesting Folks out there that would be great to get to know as I've been doing my research, I'm like, they are building this into their consultancies, into their facilitation and design thinking. And it's 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 really, really cool. Awesome. Well, our listeners might be wondering if I'm going to ask Jay if we could do an improv exercise together. And the answer is yes. So, Jay. Oh, on air. Improv. Let, let's do something. Okay. What uh so there's a pick, pick something from there's what a you learned. couple of exercise, you know, a lot of obviously passing a ball around the room won't work with us too, but <laughs> but uh we'll we'll do one it's called one word story. Okay. And what we're going to do is uh I'll start with a word and we're going to co-create a story together. You just get one word. Okay. All right. So I'll start Yesterday, we traveled abroad to Spain, where Jay jumped off a wagon and slipped and laughed. All afternoon. There we go. <laughs> we created a story. <laughs> so um, reflect on that story uh, and, and the experience of doing that one word at a time. And did you think, did you think that story was going to go somewhere? No, I, I had no idea yeah. of its destination. Mm-hmm. I, uh, what immediately started coming to mind was, the connection to design think divergent thinking mm-hmm. where the possibilities of words are nearly endless of what yeah. you could any direction you could take it and so it's completely wide open yeah. and and it was fun because I, I was trying to get a sense of uh, like what, what does jay want to yeah did, was, did your mind try to jump ahead it tried a little but i but it, but you yeah. can't because yeah. you're only getting one word at a time it's, and so I was like well th- i'll just have to roll exactly with it. it and i kind of baited you with yesterday <laughs> because i thought you might start telling a story about, about what we really did yesterday oh. and i intentionally took you away from away from that but it teaches you that you can't 
get a story in your head. Again, me as the INTJ and some of the exercises, I got a story in my head. Well, that you can't force that story on somebody. So, you know, you've got to go with the moment. You've got to watch your partner. You've got to look he or she in the eye and really pay attention. The other thing about it that's kind of cool is that sometimes the connecting words are really important. So you want to be the hero and have the big fancy word and everything. And sometimes Uh, what actually makes something happen is saying and. Yeah. Yeah. The conjunctions and the interesting. So it's a. yeah, and you you do that in a line of five people, and it gets really fun. Huh. That was fun. Well, you're just getting started, Jay. Uh, it's only been a few weeks since you got back from the Windy City. What's next? Yeah, I I don't claim to be an expert. I'm not, not getting on here saying, yeah, I'm an expert in improv. And this is definitely a journey, professional and personal for me, and I thought I'd just bring our group and listeners along at the beginning. It's I feel like it's transformative. I feel like it's one of those things I've learned over the last couple of years, like jobs to be done or design thinking. Huh. It's had that much of an that, impact. Yeah, wow. a, absolutely. So I thought let's let's bring folks in at the beginning and maybe we'll weave this through every now and then. Would uh would really love to have some some guests. But first, I need more training. You know, I've signed up for a class, going to start in about a month or so. Wow. Um, go one evening a week at a local improv troupe and see how that goes because I need to practice. I, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to get on stage. You know, maybe I'll never be ready to get on stage. I don't know. But it's kind of like muscle memory. It's a lot about listening. Um, how often do you spend a lot of time practicing your listening? You know, do we, mm. do we carve out time at work to practice our listening uh, we what a great question you know we don't do things like this so this is a way to really have some muscle memory so i'm going to do that personally uh, i want to find a way to weave it into our um, innovation engine work and maybe just some small ways Love to have it in our Catalyst program at some point. Prototyping, for example. We're starting to really get more sophisticated in our prototyping. We've done role play. We do some video stuff, uh, storyboarding, um, future narratives. I think improv is a way to build that. Yeah. We had a, a really cool exercise where, you know, we didn't do a lot of sketches. We kind of built up to the ability to it. But we had one where we created a scene and five of us were given a place, a country club. And we're in this big room and we each flesh out details in the country. Like this space, what is it? What's in there? Who's in there? And each person fills out the space. Then the next five people watch and they actually act out the scene in the space. So uh-huh. you So you, someone else sets the scene and then yeah. a new group comes in and actually acts within or improv yeah. within the yeah. setting that they just And you learn set that up. specificity really helps. So if we think about when we do our personas and our narratives, if you just say, Well, this is Joe and he's in his mid thirties or Joe's a millennial and that's it. That doesn't Tell you a lot. Get specific. Who's Joe? What's Joe's apartment look like? Who else is there? You get into specificity and then you can really branch out and tell really good stories, which that to me is really helpful for for innovation. Mm-hmm. So want to do that, trying to build like a resource hub for us. And 
I guess my stretch goal is to maybe weave it into organizational learning because I think you could probably do a whole nother podcast on improv and leadership. Mm, Stay tuned, folks. We'll see. (laughs) Listening important for leadership? Yeah, probably is. So we'll see where it goes. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, any parting takeaways or advice that you'd like to give our listeners? Uh, I'd say if you've ever thought of doing an improv class, do it. You know, don't think about it. That's the first tenet. Don't overanalyze. I'd encourage you to do it. Don't deny. Second stage, great. I'd say if you, you got the time and the resources to get up there, um, all the classes weren't, weren't that expensive. It just takes the time and the travel. That's They're the hallowed halls. I mean, it felt special. Just it, I felt kind of cool. And and, the pictures you took and, of all the the – the faces on the walls, all the pictures yeah. of the people. Yeah, when you've got in there, it's, yeah. Tina Fey and those folks looking down, you know, <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. So I'd say do it. But you know what? If, if you're not ready to do a class, there's a lot out there. There's books. I would say I, I got to put a big plug in for Kelly Leonard of Second City Works. He's their director of applied improvisation. He co-wrote Yes And with Tom Yorton, Second City Works. I think it's fairly popular, but I, I think it's – probably under-recognized as a book for innovation and leadership. The principles resonate so well. They're so applicable. He's got a podcast uh, that's got really good guests across business, society, culture. And there's just a lot of stuff on on the internet overall. So read, get interested, and jump in and just try this stuff. Just open your mind about it. There's, there's a lot to learn. Awesome. Well, how about for how we close, let's do another one-word story. Okay. Sound okay? We'll do it. You start. I'll start. Deer. R. I meant deer like D-E-A-R. But let's let's play on that. Oh. Uh, uh, (laughs) Mistakes are opportunities in improv. Ah, yeah. Should we start over? Or do we, let's just keep going? Keep going. Deer are. Furry. Creatures. Great. Companions. Thanks to everyone who listened to Jay and Ben make an example of storytelling. Yay! (laughs) Interesting beginning, but we ended well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening. And you can expect to hear more improv from from Jay and others on the podcast in later episodes. This will likely be something that we'll talk about more in the future. Thanks for indulging me, Ben. This was fun. This was really fun, fun. Jay. Thanks. Thanks. Improvising the intro, which will be fun. Get the correct drink near me. Yeah, and actually, I rotated my microphone and turned it so I can actually be looking at you. Ah, I can see you. I can gaze into your eyes. <laughs> <laughs>